Welcome to Crushing on Callisto 6, a limited run podcast fangirling over a limited run RPG on Project Alpha, plus craft talk inspired from the show. I'm Darcy, known as Slightly Foxed on all the socials in one form or another. This episode is recorded after the release of issue number seven, and it may contain spoilers. Okay, um, I am so sorry that this is running so late. Um, last week was a week. Um, it was one of those cases with um, the news in the United States and, um, and a lot of things, and I ended up... I kind of like to be clean about what I'm going through. Um, Monday I had a panic attack that was kind of related um, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of uh, people there out there can relate. Um, and it was one of the, it was a pretty bad one. But I made a decision to utilize my resources, and I uh, told my husband, who was incredibly supportive and continues to be incredibly supportive. And these are things I would normally just mash down. Um, happened to see my doctor, and um, I'm going to see my therapist in a couple days. So I guess it's just a reminder to all of us that, um, to kind of paraphrase that Mr. Rogers, uh, that Mr. Rogers quote, that in times when things are bad, look for the helpers. So I'm encouraging you right off the bat, let's all look for our helpers and people to help us get through what's going on. And actually, this is oddly enough that is related to um, issue seven of Callisto six. Um, one of the questions that they were going over and over was whether or not to go public, uh, though with their persona of who they are. And I noticed there was a distinct line between um, the corporate kids, uh, Hops and Anton. Um, that they were like, no, we can't do it because our families would be in danger. And the non-corporate kids, um, Cassie and Lacey and, and uh, Oya um, and Luma, I think they were very, because they believed in the power of the people to protect them because that's kind of how their community works. Um, the corporate kids have kind of been left high and dry to kind of fend for themselves. But the community kids, um, they, they have developed, uh, well, first off, you're not going to go up against either Oya or Luma's mamas, because gods help you if you do. But, um, but the, you know, there's a strong sense of community. And I think um, the way this story is being told, and thinking about, like, Cassie, um, and her community and the way she protests. If I had a say in this, which I don't, but I do, but um, I would say, you know what? Uh, trust the power of the people. Look for the helpers. And I think these are going to be the helpers for this team if the, against the corporations if they utilize this. Um, and since, <laughs> since genre fiction it tends to be a a uh, a guide or a way of talking about current events. I think it's a reminder to us to um, 
go to the power of the people. And by the way, I hope everybody's registered to vote. So, so go to the power of the people. The other thing that it, it has to do with the, the things, the things that give us strength. Um, I got into a really interesting conversation on Twitter with Elisa Pearl uh, about Oya and uh, Santaria. Okay, so um, I am personally fascinated by ritualistic religions. Um, again, full disclosure, I am part of a tradition, uh, Episcopalian, which is pretty, I know that's pretty mayonnaise, but um, on the surface, but uh, the, the parish that I belong to is very social justice oriented. Um, and it, it's but it is high in ritual and so for so again it's full disclosure for me um i understand the power of ritual because it get, it grounds me and um it helps define seasons for me which i think is a um cause sometimes we think we feel like things will go on forever and they'll be unending um especially the bad things and i think one of the good things about some kind of community that gives you something seasonal or ritualistic it kind of grounds you because you know that um there are patterns in things and things don't stay the same so anyhow um my again my knowledge of santeria is very uh surface level um i did read the novel accidental Santera by arit lazo which i've mentioned before um not great on plot, very, again, very interesting in defining the rituals and also defining the, the appeal to someone who comes from an intellectual profession such uh, as science. And oddly enough, um, on Project Alpha, if you've been watching uh, Bizarre States, California, there was, um, it didn't go into any of the rituals, but there was a, a they had an interview with the Santero and so that was really interesting. Um, I've been looking at uh, SantoriaChurch.org. Um, this is not an or Santeria is not an It's not an organized um, religion, so to speak. There are a lot of traditions. Um, there are a lot of the things that are sort of the same, but it's not like say again. I'm going to refer to my own experience with the Episcopal Church, where there's um, the bishops and the archbishops and um, the way and how it uh, works, you know, that there's a, an accountability system within a lot of, within some denominations, I should say, and some religious traditions that Santeria doesn't necessarily have, but there's also, but there's a, kind of a, a tr tradition of how things are done. So in that way, it's kind of like the same religion that you could, you can recognize things and understand how to participate, even if you're not, if you're, um, not part of that particular area, which is one of the cool things sometimes about uh, about ritualistic religions. Um, anyhow, uh, and I, th I loved, uh, if you watched the one night only that Eric did, which was fabulous, um, I think he was really clear about um, having to be careful with religions that are still practiced because um, it, it is it is really tricky I think with a lot of RPGs it's kind of a safe bet to jump into mythology because um, for the most part we don't think that anyone follows it although you know I know I know different because I know um, 
like some mythologies are followed by by uh, some Wiccans and 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 that's cool um, but for the most part touching especially the what I would call um, the Abrahamic religions um, Judaism Christianity and Islam are those are trickier uh, and have to be handled with care you know as a lot of things because of the way people are um, but anyway I was having this conversation with Aliza about um, in Santeria, uh, there are Raishas, which are like demigods or saints or guardian angels. And um, my understanding is um, you get kind of like a patron Raisha that kind of like helps you do special things. Now, Oya is actually the name of an Raisha. So it would make sense. Um, Oya is a woman warrior. Um, who mothered mothered people who were not her own and i think if you look at it that's our oya in callisto 6 that's kind of she always was that this is this is who she came into the game before the powers and so that i think is part of her core but I, the conversation that I had is like, I noticed that she was wearing a red jacket and in Santeria, the colors are very, very important. And so I asked her, I said, um, is um, Legba your new patron? Um, Legba is, it depends again on the region. It can be, his name can be Elegua, uh, Eloa, Elegba. Um, if you see him, he, his colors are red and black. Um, if you see, there's a lot of transition where you can kind of see symbology and you'll see a, a Catholic saint that's involved. St. Anthony is the one. Um, I said, because of the jacket. And, and it was kind of, a, she's like, well, that's kind of what the artist did. But, but I also know she was wearing one. And I, <laughs> I pointed out that um, Legba is, um, he's considered the owner of the roads, or he's, he's the Raisha of the crossroads. Um, he witnesses fate and acts as a connecting agent, which kind of sounds a lot like what Oya is doing with her powers. Um, so I was kind of, so I put that out for her, and I think she kind of, I think, Aliza kind of like turned it over a little bit. But the other part of it is that he's a trickster. Um, he has to be dealt with at the beginning of a lot of, a lot of rituals. So um, I also like that idea of like, you know, anytime you, <laughs> anytime you deal with like timey-wimey stuff um, and there's, now I'm, now I'm referencing Doctor Who, which is also, again, which is also I think kind of relevant when we come to Eric's games. Um, you know, there's the timey-wimey stuff, and then there's the fixed points, and I think um, I like the idea of her patron showing her the way, but also having that flip side of being the trickster and having to be aware that fate is a tricky thing to trust. Um, back to the uh, Christian tradition, um, more of the medieval tradition, it's not really connected with religion, um, but the idea of the, the wheel of fortune, the fate, the fate you're gonna, it's a cycle. Um, <laughs> which goes back to, you know, that's why a lot of people find rituals 
whether they're related to a religion or not, um, they can be incredibly comforting because they're a reminder that, um, well, how does the saying go? This too shall pass, both the good and the bad. So, um, so anyway, that was a really interesting conversation and one that I put out there and I will be interested if she runs with it or not, or, um, but I like to put in that little, that little seed of interest in her cause, cause I think, um, Eliza is smart and, and she knows what she's doing. She's just, well, you know, I love all of our players and I love our storyteller and, and they're awesome. Thank you again so much for listening to Crushing on Callisto 6. Um, I haven't watched issue number eight, mostly because I wanted to kind of like get out my thoughts first before I um, watch, but I'm gonna go and watch it. And this may end up being a two episode week. We'll see how it goes. Um, but let me go find out whether, if uh, we actually find out what is Callisto 6 anyway. Love you guys. Find your strengths and stay foxy.